Hi, this is Anthony Airedale, host of Kids in Cars, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for a four-month-old, Zaley Fryer, white female, 2 foot 11, 12 pounds, brown eyes, brown hair. Zaley was last seen on May 1st, 2011. She has a brown birthmark on her right leg and went missing from Millersville, Tennessee. If you know of Zaley's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Zaley Fryer, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the age of between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose. This is the Fame Game. And let me just start by saying that it's officially the year of 2012. So here today on the Fame Game, we have a very special guest to start off this new year of the shows that we have for you. But we have a guest calling all the way from Colorado. And this is going to be so awesome because he's actually an author and a cartoonist. And I know it's exciting, but his name is um, Jerry Bergley, and you might have seen a few of his books he's illustrated, or maybe you've even read and seen the book he wrote and illustrated too called Dad, the Tooth Fairy Didn't Come. But um, we get to talk with him today, so I'm very excited about that, and we're going to get to know more about him and talk about the book. So how are you doing today, Jerry? I'm doing just fine, Maddie. Thanks for having me on. Oh, well, thank you for coming. (laughs) So, how's the weather over there? Uh, Colorado's getting a bit of snow right now, and I've just left Colorado a little while ago. I'm with the family on a trip right now, so we're Skyping from the road. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, it's that's an adventure. Awesome. That's awesome, though, and I think that the weather is very different down here. It gets a little bit colder during the winter, but it's starting to warm up again, so very different. Yeah. Now, we're up in the Aspen area, so uh, we, we usually get boatloads of snow. It's a little bit thin this year, but the skiing is still a lot of fun up there. Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> well, um, Jerry, first off, I want to start from the start, really, the beginning. But So as a kid, I heard that you were raised on a farm in Indiana. What was your experience like with your six siblings? Oh, man, it was, uh, it was pretty wild, Maddie. We lived on a farm. So you had the animals, you had the vehicles, the tractors, ponds, woods. You could go swimming, you know, at your own place and whatnot. So it it was a big adventure, big adventure growing up. That's awesome. So also, what was school like for you at that time? I mean, because we all go to school and we have that, you know, that time. But how was it like for you specifically? Um, I did okay in school. I would get B's and A's, and I think uh, by the time I got to junior high, my teachers started figuring out that I had a creative bent and maybe a little bit of a artistic bent with cartooning, so I uh, went more into creative writing as I got into high school. 
That sounds awesome. So uh, that sounds like you've had and you kind of noticed your passion there at the start. But I've also heard that you've had some previous jobs like being a ranger, a ski instructor and also a tour guide and even a mountain guide. So what were those experiences like and what did you like most about those jobs in particular? Um, I've always loved the outdoors immensely. That probably came from, you know, working outdoors as a kid on the farm. And so I got a lot of outdoor jobs and I got to tell you, as I get older, what I look back on and say that I liked the most was actually working with people and seeing, um, the surprise in their faces when they get to go see a new thing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. But then another thing I also know that you shared with me previous to this interview is that besides those jobs, I've heard that you had your share of lousy jobs. So what were they like <laughs> and what made them so lousy? Uh, can I share the lousiest job I ever had? Yeah, sure. It was in a uh, factory where we um, they processed milk and I would sack powdered milk. I'd be down in this little tiny room and the milk would come down and I'd put it into these big bags and, and then weigh it and add or, or subtract milk from them and then sew it shut. And uh, growing up in Indiana, anybody knows the humidity back in Indiana is around 95% humidity oh, in wow. the summertime <laughs> and 95 degrees. And that room was not air conditioned. And so I would be sweating and there would be milk dust floating around in the air. And when you sweat, the milk that hits your forehead, the powdered milk, it turns into real milk. So oh, you, I you see have... now. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. I could see why it's lousy. It wouldn't be so fun to be covered in milk all the time. So It, it inspires you to go on and do other things. It really does. <laughs> well, yeah, I would guess so. <laughs> well, I could see why that was lousy. So I do understand your case, of course. I haven't had my experience doing that, but I could see why it's lousy. Well, we'll, we'll hope that you just avoid those types of things. So there, there are a few people in the world that have to do those. I, apparently, I was one of them. Maybe I was destined to be on dirty jobs, but I, I you know, went a different way. Yeah, I've seen that show before, and I think you definitely qualify for that, for that <laughs> specific job, but... Yeah, yeah, I'll try to avoid those jobs. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll avoid those. Yeah, so you're listening to The Voice America Kids Network. This is The Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're talking with Jerry Burgley, and he's an author and a cartoonist, and we're talking about him and also getting into his book. But, um, yeah, Jerry, well, that's very intriguing. I mean, I've never heard of anybody having that type of job before but do you personally think with having all of those different kinds of jobs even the lousy ones um in turn i know give you experiences but made you truly realize what you wanted to do in life yeah absolutely you have a i guess there are certain jobs you have in your life where you have some time to actually think uh deeply about what's going on and where you want to head so uh, that was one of those that was one of those types of jobs Hmm, see. So when did you officially say that you you would say that you truly discovered your passions and exactly what they were and you just knew what you were going to do in life? Well, part of it is a process. I don't know if anything's handed to you on a platter where you suddenly have this uh, epiphany of, I'm going to do this. Maybe <laughs> a few people do. But uh, I'll tell you how it worked for me was in junior high my English teacher noticed me doing cartoons on my, you know, paper or whatever while I'm at my desk. 
And at one point, she yanked me out of class and had me draw cartoons for the school yearbook uh, while everybody else was in class. Then when I got into high school, my band teacher, of all, of all people, my band teacher yanked me out of class and had me draw cartoons for the uh, spring program while everybody else was in class. And it got a little bit even more interesting than that. I, I, after I got out of uh, uh, college and I was working as a lift operator mm -hmm. uh, for the Aspen Skiing Company, my supervisor said, I'm going to run your chairlift. Would you go draw cartoons for our new T-shirt? And uh, one more, I ended up being an excavator. I was operating machinery, and the owner of the company took me out of the excavator and said, you go draw a cartoon for our logo, and I'll run the machine. Can you believe that? That's, finally, by the time I got there, I said, wait a minute, I need to be making money doing this. So that's when I kind of headed that direction. Yeah, well, that sounds pretty obvious when everybody's starting to ask you to draw cartoons, especially when it comes to band and stuff. I don't really see the connection there, but I mean, you know. <laughs> There's no connection other than the <laughs> fact that I was a lousy trumpet player. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you realize that you're a good cartoonist instead, and they let you do that, so I guess it worked out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, um, also another thing that I wanted to know is, well, when you found out kind of that, oh, maybe I should be doing this instead of all those other jobs that just don't seem right at the time. So what do you enjoy most about those things? And is it just the joy of doing it that makes you so into it? Or what is it for you? You mean for the other jobs, non-cartooning? Or no, I mean like when you discovered like cartooning and writing, creative writing, um, what did oh. you like most about those? Um, I guess it's the same with musicians and painters and anyone creative is you end up doing it whether you get paid or not. Mm -hmm. And I've done lots and lots of those types of things. Uh, cartoonists, I, I, I did a comic strip for a short time for about seven months and sold that. And you're always writing down material all the time. You have this little morgue of jokes that you've come up with, and then you, go, you dive into that and dig out the best ones, and that's what you draw cartoons with. So I guess you, you really can't help but do it and... Uh, you end up drawing cartoons on just about anything you can. Oh, well, that sounds cool. So um, do you have any inspirations to create the work that you, you know, just kind of make? Well, I've had different cartoonists over the year that I really admire. Um, and obviously when I was much younger, uh, Charles Schultz, who did Peanuts, was, was the man. And, uh, of course, Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers, the, the Daffy Duck, in particular Daffy Duck, is such a, a well-drawn cartoon and, and I admired that. So a few of those. Then later on in life, Burke Breathitt, who did Loom County, which had Opus the Penguin and some of those. So those types of people inspire me. And then once you start admiring their work and you want to uh, go after it, then you really study how they draw it. And then I would have to say one more, of course. Dr. Seuss, and he's a perennial favorite for just about everyone. Yeah, definitely. I'm a fan of Dr. Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that sounds great, Jerry. Well, I have some more questions for you, but for now, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. 
Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support Surprise you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose. This is the Fame Game. And we're still talking with Jerry Bergley, who is an author and an illustrator. And we're just talking about some of the lousy jobs that he's had before. Also, um, just a little bit more about himself and getting more into the book closer and closer. But we just talked about some of the inspirations that he had, some cartoons that really stood out to him. Sounds like some classics out there. But, um, Jerry, another question that probably we're all wondering is, do you find it hard to create new material? Like, for example, when you're writing or drawing, what is all going on in your head at the time? Or does it just constantly keep generating new ideas as you go? It generates new ideas, Maddie. It really does. Um, the idea of having a blank piece of paper in front of you and trying to come up with something, that doesn't happen very much. And I alluded to or a little bit earlier on how cartoonists will have a morgue. So every time an idea strikes you, whether it's the middle of the night or you write it on a napkin somewhere, mm-hmm. you throw that stuff into a morgue and you just reach back in and you go, oh, this was a great one. I forgot about this. You know, and you might draw that up. And um, what's really funny, a lot of times people come up with you, uh, come up to you or come up to me and have ideas, but rarely do cartoonists use ideas that people give them, you know, because our, our, our brains are so much more warped mm-hmm. than the ideas that most people come up with. So it's really not that difficult to come up with things. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> so what different kinds of writing and illustrating have you done before in the past besides dad, the two fairy didn't come? 
Well, I've written a couple of, uh, excuse me, I've, I've illustrated a few different books, a skiing book. Uh, that was a lot of fun because the guy I worked with on that, I said, let's do this real quick and dirty and gritty. And the illustrations were not super tight, but they were really wild and fun. So uh, that was a telemarking. That's a, a style of skiing, a telemarking book. And uh, that was a lot of fun. A couple of business books for Bob Boylan, and you probably wouldn't even find those online. Uh, he gives those out to clients. He's a motivational speaker. Mm. So some of those types of things. Of course, I've done some pop culture stuff, a lot of T-shirts and hats and things for different people. So uh, oh. a lot of those. Well, that's exciting. At least you got kind of like a variety going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was much younger, I did a uh, – I was uh, – a columnist for a local newspaper, so I do a weekly column there. And so I love writing letters to the editor and just mixing the pot up and stirring things up. So it's fun. A lot of creative writing. Yeah, well, it makes sense. So, I mean, speaking of your book, um, I've had my share of visits from the Tooth Fairy, and I don't see myself losing any more teeth. But do you mind telling us what it is all about and why it's so such a unique book from others? Well, the title of the book is Dad, the Tooth Fairy Didn't Come. And uh, it's about a family that starts growing bigger and bigger. And as they have more kids in the family, the Tooth Fairy forgets to come or doesn't show up in the family. So there's a lot of pandemonium going on. And very, very early in the book, you see all the kids lined up crying. They're all have, they all have rivers of tears coming out. That's on page seven in the book. And um, then a mysterious person comes along and tries to save the day and really messes up the whole thing. Oh, I see. And I have read the book. It's awesome, by the way. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, the reason it's different from all the other books, it's not a uh, book where you have the cute little tooth fairy with the wings and the pixie dust and she <laughs> loves you and all that. This is... Uh, I hate to say Dr. Seuss-esque, but it's really wild. You you cannot predict where the book goes from page to page, can you? No, you really can't. No, it just goes and goes and goes. And it, it actually, I, I like to say that it spirals off into absurdity. So the family life in the book gets more and more absurd. Uh, by the way, another thing that makes this unique is uh, this is a bit of an autobiography. This is kind of the way it goes in our house. <laughs> and the the mom and the dad are not drawn in the book to look like my wife and I, but the children are. Yeah, I heard about that. And it's so funny that you just mentioned that because I have some special trivia on the book and <laughs> I wanted to read them one by one. And after I read them, I don't know if you mind maybe responding to them and kind of explaining the thoughts behind it. Yeah, you bet. Okay, so the first one is that every page where the family is at the table is drawn to look like the family is eating outside because in real life, the Burgleys were homeless for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you look at those pages where they're where they're sitting there, uh, we were building on our house up in Marble, Colorado, mm -hmm. and we were literally living in a trailer, like a pop up trailer. And every single meal that summer, breakfast, lunch and dinner was eaten outdoors. Oh, Everyone. And so if you look at those pages, it looks kind of green. You're not sure if it's carpet or grass. And then the background is very blue which reminds you of Sky. So it wasn't drawn to look exactly like outdoors, but yet that's the background. That is a trivia thing behind the book there. 
Oh, well, that makes sense now. I was wondering about that. (laughs) You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're talking with Jerry Burgley on his book, Dad, the Tooth Fairy Didn't Come. So I also hear that your book is the world's first children's picture book to be complied and edited using on-site solar and wind energy. Yeah, um, we don't know of any other book anywhere that people have put the thing together with on-site solar and wind. And so we're pretty happy about that. You know, it's, it's just kind of a groundbreaking thing. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds like it. So another trivia that I have is the slippers pay, play a part in the book. So can you explain that and how mm-hmm. they really have their part? Well, I'm not going to give the end game. You guys are going to have to get the book, get a hold of the book <laughs> and look at it. But... Uh, if you look at the slippers in the book, they have their own little subculture, their own little subplot going on. And uh, it, it tells you by the time you get to the end of the book, you'll know if you've actually observed it. I had a lady tell me just this last week that her nephew loves the slippers in the book so much, she had to go out and buy a pair of slippers for that little guy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. So I'm definitely going to have to go back in the book and look at that. Yeah, and I'll see it'll, what I it'll, it'll explain it by the very end. You'll you'll know what's going on with the slippers. It's kind of cool. Okay, I'm sure I'll and, try and I'll, to I'll give it. a little teaser here. By the way, um, one of the pages here. If you look at the slippers that the dad's wearing on page twenty-two, mm-hmm. he's he's wearing goldfish slippers. Oh, I did notice that. And a gummy worm has fallen off of the table and the fish slippers staring at the gummy worm laying on the floor there. I didn't so, know that. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to definitely... There's all def- kinds of stuff going on in this book. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go back in the book and look at some slippers. So I also hear that the book has three environmental certifications. Yeah, it does. Um, it has the green circle uh, certification for eco-friendly books that made in the United States. And then it has the uh, FSC rating, which means that it has paper that comes from responsible sources. And then the one that we're probably the most proud of is that uh, it meets the CPSIA requirements, which really means the book is safe for kids under age 12. You wouldn't want to eat the book, but there's nothing toxic in it. So it's safe that way. I mean, that makes sense. I would understand I don't, I'm not usually a book eater, but. Um. <laughs> no, but uh, books, coming, books coming from other sources outside of the U.S., occasionally there have been problems with maybe ink or printing or, mm-hmm. or materials or whatever. So this is all safe stuff. So we're pretty happy about all that. Yeah, I could see why you're happy. So definitely. And then also another thing that I know you briefly said it, but I'm going to kind of restate it once again, is that the kids in the book look like the real burgly kids, but the mom and dad don't. Right. And one of the funny things about that, my my daughter Heidi, at the time that the book was written, she was around 10 years old. In the book, she's dressed to look like Robin Hood. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so you have a girl in here dressed like Robin Hood. You can see the, the, the green shoes and green hat and, and all that. And the little tiny bow and arrow thing. Well, at that point in her life, that she loved, loved the old Errol Flynn um, Robin Hood movie. And she was such a Robin Hood fan at that point that she actually had a Robin Hood birthday party and made everybody dress up like a Robin Hood character. Of course, she got to be the real deal herself. Oh, 
I see now. And then also, um, one of the last trivia that I have is that the pixie dust runs out of the wand whether Carl is moving or not. Yeah, when you go back and start looking at the book a little bit there and, and noticing it, and we don't try to overstate it in the book, but if you look at the pixie dust, it's like a, it's like a machine where smoke's coming out of it, sort of. It just goes on and on whether he's moving or not. And, of course, as the guy flies along or whatever, um, the pixie dust trails along with him. Or if he stands still, it just kind of starts to pile up. Oh, I see. Well, I'm definitely going to have to go back in the book and kind of re-notice all those things maybe that I didn't catch before. But we still have a few more questions just to get to know you a little bit more and your book. But um, we're going to take a break for now. I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Voice America Kids Network. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the age of between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. You believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. 
Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose. This is the Fame Game. And we're still talking with Jerry and his book, which is exciting because we're soon going to tell you where to buy the book so you can check out some slippers for yourself and then also what it's all about and what we're missing. So, Jerry, what's a typical day for the Burgley the Bergley family, <laughs> since it seems that they really come alive through the book, as you've mentioned. Um, typical day, you you know, you get yours got me. I don't know about a typical day there, but uh, uh, we have six kids at our house, and breakfast is zany. Uh, <laughs> they love playing with toys. You'll see in the book on the pages where you've got the fire trucks and the stacking. It's all kinds of typical kid things. When I come home at night uh, from work sometimes, it's dinner and a show. I have dinner and the kids put on a show. We've got puppets. We've got music. It's, uh, it's wild. It's a wild house. Well, it sounds interesting. I mean, at least your house will never become boring. I, I, we don't even know what the word boring means where I live. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing, though. So I'm so glad that we kind of get to see a glimpse of your family through the book as well. And I love that whole pile of teeth that you had in your book that you illustrated oh the tooth mountain yes tooth mountain that was it's, awesome it's, it's <laughs> such a big pile how high would you say that pile is maddie if you looked at it maybe what six five or six feet high of teeth yeah i would say about that and those are all teeth that the tooth fairy missed so it's a big mess going on uh back on page 36 uh, it's a pretty busy little household you see the tricycles and the mm-hmm. juggling and all that going on I wanted to point something out there on page 37. Yeah. Where you see a baby in a baby crib. I was wondering about that. A baby in a crib, and he's looking over the edge of the crib at a book laying on the floor. If you turn, when you're holding on the book, reading the uh, Dad, the Tooth Fairy didn't come, when you hold that book and, and flip it upside down, you'll see the baby is looking at the exact same page that the baby is on. Oh. So if you see. Uh, in the in the main book that you're reading, you see a kid on a giant red ball juggling teeth. Yeah, the baby, he's looking at a picture of a page with a guy, big red ball, he's juggling teeth. Uh, tricycle, tricycle, dad with a clock, dad with a clock. So it's kind of weird. Kind of weird that way. Yeah, well, I'm going to really have to go back to the book because everything you're telling me, it seems that I've missed. <laughs> so a there's lot. probably a lot that I've missed. Yeah, so. there's a lot. Yeah, well... At least I have, I get the chance to read it again, so. Oh, yeah, it's fun stuff. That's always fun, yeah. So what do you think has been the most rewarding moment ever since doing what you do now? Um, I think the most rewarding moment is every time a parent comes up to me after having had the book that we love that thing. We read it to the kids or, or I gave it to my cousin or I read it to my nephew and he loved it. So just to, I guess just to say that the work that you do um, cheers people along on their way, you know? Yeah, well, that completely makes sense. And it, and it seems like that would be a fair reward. Oh, uh, it really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. So what do you find to be the most exciting about what you do now? I mean, which would be the writing and illustrating. Do you really love, you know, creating those new ideas that nobody has before? Or what do you feel is probably the most exciting when you're doing that? I think the most exciting thing is to, to have the possibility that tomorrow is going to be the very best day ever, ever, ever. 
Yeah. And that, that day, and that day comes along, and you do something really cool, and you go, wait, the next day, that's going to be the best day. And so you always have that idea that you can improve and get better and get better. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. So how important do you think it is to reach your dreams and, you know, really try to live them out? Like, let's say that you're giving advice to some other person. What would you kind of say to them? Well, what I would say to them is, first off, is your dreams are your dreams, you know. Uh, hopefully they weren't foisted upon you by uh, anybody else and you came up with it your own. Then go out and find out what it takes to accomplish that and then work really hard at it. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, I mean, your career right now seems like it's traveling so greatly and it's really, you know, getting there and, you know, getting your name out. And I think your books are absolutely amazing. So, you know, looking at your career now, what do you hope to accomplish through that? And where would you like to kind of see yourself in the next five years or so? I love, the, I love the five years idea. Um, <laughs> probably what I'll be doing is putting out one new book every year. Maybe more, but probably one new book every year. Uh, make it self-sustaining so that I can uh, go do the, the writing and the drawing from anywhere in the world. That's the fun thing about that. That job is uh, I can draw cartoons anywhere in the world. So I want to be able to travel a bit more. Yeah, it's never ending. Maybe you'll get some new inspiration from the places that you travel to. Oh, absolutely. And I think uh, another piece of advice for people is just get out and meet people. The connections you make are absolutely amazing. They will they will propel you right along. Yeah, I definitely second that. Well, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're talking with Jerry Burgley still on his book dad the tooth fairy didn't come so we were just talking about his career briefly and where he wants to see it talking more about the book because it seems so amazing and if you have the book currently there's so much that you've missed so you really just can't read it once you have to read it multiple times and you still may miss a couple things but um jerry do you have any upcoming projects that you can tell us about and even give us a clue about maybe yeah, I'll put a couple of teasers out. Um, <laughs> cartoonists, like I said, always have things spinning around in their heads and coming out. I have about four different books that I'm already working on in oh. addition to this one. One would be a sequel to this book. It would be the same exact family. And I won't even give you the title or anything, but it's every bit as zany as this one. So if you like, they have the tooth fairy didn't come. Uh, look for another book coming out here. And uh, same characters and every bit is crazy. And then a couple other books I want to be working on will be adult satire books. So it's all going to keep the comedy rolling along. And then there's going to be an, my, my very favorite project that I'm working on right now uh, involves a rubber chicken. Ooh, definitely send me a copy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that sounds awesome, keeping our listeners on the edge of their seats to see what's coming next. So I like that, though. And also, since we're talking about our listeners and, you know, the people that are reading your book or, you know, that are just fans of you, really, um, what advice can you give to anyone who's trying to kind of possess a career in um, exactly what you're doing, illustrating, creative writing, um, just that in general, what would you say to them? Well, t- 
take all the different avenues that you can for learning, whether it's uh, formal, informal, teaching yourself. Uh, a really good thing to do is get involved with a writing group. And uh, it can be an extracurricular group or it could be at school, I'm sure. And so get together with a group where you have people who can critique your work. And you'd be amazed because you can write anything and give it to your Aunt Lou and she'll say, oh, that's wonderful. And then you give it to your your mom and mom says, oh, that's fantastic. You know, you know how that goes. So you, you can never trust your friends or relatives to give you an honest critique. So get together with those types of people and then uh, get out there and just start getting your work out. Whether you get paid or not, just get it out there and start getting your portfolios put together. Yeah, I I agree. So we're going to tell them where to get the book in just a second. But before I tell them where to buy the book, what do you think they'll enjoy most about it? Do you think they're going to enjoy the absurdity, the absurdity the most and kind of how exciting the Burgley family can be through the book? Or what would you say? I think the, the comments that I get most of what people enjoy about the book are the illustrations. Mm-hmm. And I just time and time again, people are saying, I love the illustrations. I love the illustrations. And they're really wacky, really fun. You maybe you've never seen anything quite like them before. Yeah, I could say the same thing. And um, I want to say that I'm one of those people. I love the illustrations because what I love the most is that they're so colorful and they're really eye-popping. Yeah, eye-popping. I've had that comment before. And I've had people say, uh, or whatever. So it's a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. So, Jerry, um, what is the best way for anyone who is interested in your work to get a copy of your book or even just continue to learn more about you and exactly what you love to do? The easiest way is on Amazon.com. Dad, the tooth fairy didn't come. And you can order it that way. And you can also order it through my website. And my website is www.jerrybegley, J-E-R-R-Y. B-E-G-L-Y.com. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jerry, for joining us. Thank you, Maddie. It's been wonderful. Okay. Well, so remember, everyone, whether you're losing your teeth, you want to lose your teeth, or you want to have a little visit from the Tooth Fairy, buying Dad the Tooth Fairy didn't come is just as rewarding. So trust me, I've got a copy myself. But um, we have some more for you on the show, so let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Voice America Kids Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. 
What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here. And because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose. This is the Fame Game, of course. And we just got done talking with our um, guest, Jerry Bergley. He has that book that sounds amazing, very colorful cartoons, a really great great storyline. And it seems that I'm missing everything every time with that. So definitely check out the book. And you can also... um, buy it at um, his website that was mentioned before in the show but now we have Sam Brennan so he's looking into getting a show on Voice America Kids and you know I've had many of these people on they're like (laughs) hey I'm gonna have a show on Voice America Kids I love doing that because then you get like the first sneak peek of it so I'm like the first person to interview that kind of stuff so um what are you thinking you want your show to be like um I'm I have a master plan of thinking sports, everything sports. I just, that's all I can think about. I love sports. I love almost every sport. I love arena football, which is really unique, and I'm planning on talking about that on my show. That sounds cool. As you've heard, I'm probably not the sportiest person ever. I can play PE (laughs) in school. I'm good at that. (laughs) like that kind of thing I like street hockey that's about it I guess not that I don't like the other sports but I can do sports interview people in sports but what's your favorite sports um you know team um my favorite sports team I like the Rattlers of course I like the 
Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks, Phoenix Suns, Arizona Diamondbacks, just a wide variety of, I have a favorite team in pretty much every sport. That's cool. So do you have, are you, um, is this your hometown or? Yeah, I, I live in um, Mesa. Oh, okay. So you definitely are with the Phoenix team. Yeah, I like yeah. the local teams. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not very big on like sports and stuff, but I'm from San Diego, so I like the San Diego Chargers, that kind of thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to stick with your hometown, and knowing me, it's like I don't really pay attention to them playing. I just like, it's like the team. How about we ask you this? Do you like their powder blue jerseys? Have you ever seen those? I have, and I do like them. Yeah, I, I like, like those too. Mm-hmm. But I like the Giants um, jerseys also. But see, I don't really pay attention to the team. That's the problem. It's like I'm just looking at the clothing, oh, which isn't the point. I like their jersey. Next channel. Ooh, I like their jersey. Next channel. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it is. Except the only time I really will watch football or any kind of sport, well, football, yes, football, is in the Super Bowl because my dad has it on, so it's not that I'm forced to watch it, but it's on all the time, and everybody's talking about it. So it's like, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, and the Super Bowl is the big game, but non-Super Bowl fans, they watch it for the commercials. Oh, I love the commercials. Yeah, one of those yeah the commercials are the big thing, and you kind of want to you wanna see the hype of the Super Bowl, yeah, which team's going to win, but then, oh, the commercials. I want to mm-hmm. see the new Doritos commercial. It's so funny, and the commercials help draw a bigger fan base, I think, to the Super Bowl. I think so, too, but I'm definitely one of those people that you just described because I'm one of those people. I'm like, ooh, let's see the Doritos commercial. Mm-hmm. And my dad's like, are you going to watch football? I'm looking for the Doritos commercial. Yeah. Okay, well, find the Doritos commercial, that kind of thing. But I'm really big on that. But do you have any Super Bowl predictions? Super for- Bowl predictions. Okay, I'm thinking Packers mm-hmm. and Patriots. But if there's going to be a surprise team... I think it's the Denver Broncos. I think the Denver Broncos are going to surprise anyone. <gasps> okay, well, that sounds like a fairly accurate prediction. I could say that because, again, <laughs> you don't I don't know. really know what I'm talking about. But let's just make you think that I know what I'm talking about. So that works. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're talking with Sam Brennan, and he's going to have his own show on Voice America Kids. Are you thinking of any show names? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Something about sports, of course. Yeah. You know, but. but I have a name that can work with sports, like Sam. Sam Sportsman. Sports All-Star Sam. I don't know. I don't really know a show name yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of how mine and my producer Perry knows this very well because I did my audition and kind of talked with him about, you know, oh, hey, I'm thinking about having my own radio show. Okay, let's see how you do on the air, that kind of thing. And then, like, literally one hour when I was still in the studio doing my audition and kind of, like, seeing how everything worked, I thought of my show name. Yeah, maybe it'll just come to me. Epiphany. It, it usually does. That's how <laughs> mine is, but I'm very like loud about it during that time. So I was like, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's really crazy. That's what I do in school. If it, the answer comes to me, I can't hold it in really. And mm-hmm. I'll get in trouble for that. But at least people know what I'm thinking. 
Uh, yeah, that's a lot of my <laughs> classmates' problems, too. But except they do it on purpose, though. It's just like they want to have a giant outburst. But it's really fun in school when it's the Super Bowl. I find that the most fun because I go to a uniform school, so mm-hmm. I'll literally go out and get a jersey just so I can wear it and <laughs> not have to wear a uniform. Oh, yeah. I mean, the uniforms are pretty good compared to other schools who are more you, you know, worse on that. But yeah, I think so. Especially when our teachers, all my teachers are from Michigan. So they each have their own sports team. So it seems like Mm -hmm. on every dress down day that we have, they'll wear some kind of sports jersey. Yeah. And another thing with the Super Bowl, it kind of segregates people for a little bit. Like at lunch at my school, they'll have the Super Bowl last year was the Steelers and the Packers and you have the Steelers kids that want Steelers to win they're over here talking about that and then the Packers kids over here but then every once in a while you just get a big argument like no Packers no Steelers and Mm -hmm. of course Packer kids were right I mean yeah see that's kind of how it is at my school too except it's kind of funny because usually you think the teachers wouldn't do this to the students but they're like oh um since we have extra time in class, why don't we talk about the Super Bowl? It's like has nothing to do with language arts. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So let's just talk about that. And then we're talking about it. And then the te- teacher's like, okay, we don't want to get into a large argu- argument about it, but let's just talk about it quietly. Yeah. It doesn't really get quietly. so quietly. Like last year, half of the class was arguing about who would w- win. And I mean, mm-hmm. I know that much, but <laughs> everybody was arguing about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a pretty big game. It's like the biggest game in sports. It is really. And I could see why they would argue about it. It just gets a little crazy sometimes mm-hmm. when it's like you start to get separated from other people and it's like is it that i know know? it's a game no need to get mad at your friends (laughs) yeah it's kind of weird but do you have a favorite super bowl commercial i love the doritos commercial with that one guy um they're in the office and the guy's eating the bag of doritos and there's nothing left and another guy walks in he said oh you're eating doritos can i have some and he says no it's empty and then the guy looks in the bag he's like you left the best part and he's like what the crumbs. And then the, it goes to the commercial part, like, Doritos, buy the Doritos. And then it comes back, and the guy wipes his um, Dorito dust on his pants. And then the guy's like, mmm, cheese. And he starts licking the guy's pants with the Dorito dust on it. That's my favorite Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> I've seen a lot of the Doritos commercials. But last year at the Super Bowl, I went to the movies. So... I really didn't get to watch it. Sorry, people, but I really didn't. So honestly, yeah, I'll have to watch the Doritos. Yeah, watch it this year just for the commercials. I know. Mm-hmm. And the shirts and the shirts else. and the halftime show usually pretty good. I like the halftime show. See, there is ways I could watch it. And the national anthem last mm-hmm. year, Christina Aguilera goofed it up. It was funny. I seen that. I've heard a lot about it. They're having like this whole new law being made about it now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. But yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to watch it this year. So count me in, I guess. (laughs) Okay, well, here's the question for you all before we go. Um, Do you believe in magic? Well, that's the song of the week by Allie and AJ. Um, Have a magical day and we'll see you next time. But that's going to about do it. So thanks for joining us. You can listen to the show weekly on voiceamericakids.com and you can contact us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com and also um, mention our name, which is Maddie Rose, and then the show The Fame Game. So thanks again for listening and I'll see you guys next time.
you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today.